0: Good day and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin, in for Stephen Henderson. And what a great day to be in for Stephen Henderson because this is Thanksgiving Eve, which I know a lot of you know as the biggest bar night of the year, you Michiganders. I know what you're all about out there. But that's okay because we've also started our own bit of a tradition here on Detroit Today. It's the second annual Thanksgiving extravaganza. And the way we're able to pull this off is I plead with some of my fellow Weekend music hosts, cash in all my chips for you, the listener, because I care about you that much, and get some of that great talent that we have here on the weekends to tell you a little bit about what they do for the holidays, spread some cheer, and learn from you as well. In fact, today's show, we're going to want to know your Thanksgiving disasters, as I said earlier, as well as traditions. But we're also going to get some ideas of cooking. And one person that I know that knows a little something about as my mom would say put her foot in it in the kitchen it's Anne delisi who's the host of Anne Delisi's essential music that airs every saturday and sunday at 11 a.m but she's also the host of essential cooking the essential cooking podcast with Chef James Regato. and welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Well thank you for having me.
0: I should say welcome back because this is second annual. Second annual. Once you have it twice that means it's a tradition right?
1: We have started a tradition here. That's right. Happy to be back. It seems like it was yesterday just yesterday that Rob and I were here. It does. I do hear as
0: we get older the time starts crunching a little bit together. It feels like it was just yesterday. It was that comfort that I have, the comfort food, kind of like the stuffing. We'll get into that argument a little <laughs> bit later, Anne. But the other uh, half of this duo, who also hosts essential music, I love that. I also, so many essential music, There's a lot right. of essential music on the weekend, but also the host of uh, the nationally syndicated Acoustic Cafe that airs Sundays at 1 p.m. here, Culture Shift every Wednesday at noon as well, and Your Essential Music airs Saturdays at 2. I've got Rob Reinhardt Rob, how you doing? I am well. How are you? I am fantastic. You know, already I know we're fired up about today's show because before we even got on air, we're having the conversation about whether you should brine your turkey or whether you should not brine your turkey, and then... And blew my mind with this concept of a dry brine, yes. which makes no sense to me because a brine <laughs> I'm used to take that salt water bath, you know, yeah, throw that guy right. in there, yeah. let it suck in that moisture. Mm-hmm. That's the antithesis of mm-hmm. dry brine. So explain to me, where do you end up on this, Anne?
1: I'm the wet brine. Okay. I just put it in the solution and let it do its thing and it works. But people I know people at dry brine, it works that works as well. It's all science, you know, the salt just yeah. You know, flavors your meat, of course, and keeps it from drying out, and that's all what you're really trying to do. I will say this, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. The night before, I'm going to cook the turkey. I take it out of the brine and dry it completely, and then I put um, a butter mixture mm. all over it, in the inside, everywhere, and then I put it in the refrigerator to dry out all night. Sounds like quite the process. It is Anna. quite the process, but it really works. And when you get when you have the time to actually dry the turkey out like that, the next day when you when you cook it, it allows the crust to get. I mean, the skin to get really crispy and beautifully brown. So, mm,
0: mm. before we drop Rob back into this conversation, just so I get clarification, then on the dry brine, what are we doing? Are we just taking salt and rubbing it on the
1: salt and whatever spices you like, and you rub it all over and you let it sit for a certain amount of time.
0: And you're saying that's going to also help you lock in some moisture. It does. There. Yes,
1: oh. it works. All right. The dry brine works, the wet brine works, just whatever your preference is. Um, but all of it works. But I would encourage anybody that's doing a turkey to do one of them. Sure, sure. Well,
2: I'm going to show you why I, I don't host the Essential Muse or the Essential Cooking Podcast. Go right ahead. Because uh, while you were speaking before we went on the air, I texted my wife. I said, do you brine, wet, dry... <laughs> This seems to be a topic. <laughs> she wrote me back dry. Mm. So apparently it's dry. And then she gave me about 16 texts about how exactly you go about, you know, about. Yeah. So wait, she's it. a she's a dry briner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't please don't ask me anything more than that. I, I <laughs> oh, got the information you wanted. There, it's done. It was. I'm ready to move on. I'm, to I'm just, no, no, no. It's just I'll eat. I uh, mean, yeah. I, either way, I'll eat whichever way it, it's done. Yeah, I, you I do, a wet yeah.
0: brine. I'll come over. I'll yeah, eat that. That's right. That's fine. Do we have any no briners? If you're a no briner, give us a call three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Let us know. <laughs> do you really want to admit your today? calculation? I don't know if Go yeah, ahead. I don't know. You 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 might get you might have to deal with some intense questioning from Anne Delisi, but That's right. uh you never, know, why never have I, you know, had a, a situation where somebody said, Well, do you wet or dry Brian and Turkey? Dry? Oh, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, this has never happened. Never not once. Well, I'll tell you a conversation I did have once. This was during the changeover. You might remember back in the day, we got all the high definition TV now. We used to not. You have to watch it on that four by three box. The, it was like it was like looking at television on a potato, uh, but somehow people would <laughs> still invite you, you know, like a 25 inch screen. It's four by three. No high definition. Highest you're getting is what we might call 480 interlaced, 480p. You're not getting up to the 19 1080s. You know what I mean? Right. We have 1440s, real high definition. People would invite me to watch the Lions game on their TVs. It hit a point, though, where I had to be like, oh, do you have HD TV or do you have regular TV? And they would say, it doesn't matter what type of TV I got. That's a good picture we got on this. And I said, I can't go. Okay. So I have made choices on where I'm okay. going to watch Thanksgiving dinner based on television. Really? I have. All right. It's All right. that important. Now, some people would say you wouldn't have wanted to watch old Lions footage in high definition anyway. Well, you got a point there. (laughs) But it's different now. I do appreciate the color of your shirt, by the way, in honor of the Lions. I did pick up on
1: that. You know that the Lions did not play on Thanksgiving Day from 1939 to 1944 because of World War II.
0: Mm. Was that to save the troops from the uh, embarrassment? They didn't. Oh. Didn't, you know. Everybody had to get in together. Go ahead. Sorry. But
1: it, it was, I think it was in 1934 that is when it all started with the lines playing oh, really? Thanksgiving Day. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Was it's it always
2: fun. Chicago back then?
1: Mm, I don't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. But, well, I think
0: Chicago was the first game. It was actually they played against they did the, play against the Bears. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. At that time, they had some other very regal name that I will have to remember. And I will let you know as soon as we get on our first caller, which is Mary in Dearborn. Mary, once I figure out how this button works. Ah, that's the one. Mary, go <laughs> ahead. You're on Detroit today.
3: Hi, Hi there. Um, So traditionally, I've done a lattice of bacon, uncooked bacon, over the turkey. I usually only do a turkey breast, and then I stuff the cavity with either lemons or oranges or both and some spices, and then just roast it that way, and then you can have a BLT. (laughs)
0: <laughs> ah, see, working in all the meats together, Mary and Dearborn, I appreciate that because not only do you have the bacon option, what do you think of that as, a, as an option? I've
1: never done it, but I do tend to find that when you add bacon to pretty much anything, anything. it's yeah. never a bad Idea, but I've never done that, so that's something to put on the list to try.
0: You know, something that I haven't done, but I know again, talking back to football at the end of the football game, because of John Madden, one of the legendary announcers, mm-hmm. the winners of the football game at the uh, the Lions play on Thanksgiving Day, you get the turducken, right? And I have not had the turducken, which I understand is a duck stuck inside of a chicken stuffed inside of a turkey. Yep. I'm not sure why they don't call it tur chick duck. If we're going by order or a big of... fat mess, <laughs> I mean, have you I, had one?
1: <laughs> I have never had it. Oh, have you, Rob? No, I think I
0: actually
2: have. Ooh. Really? I'm trying to think of when. Yeah, I think I have because you slice through and then yeah, you get a little bit of each. It's all the things. Yeah, it's quite nice. Is
0: yeah, it? quite nice. All right. See a little
2: Again. flavor of everything.
1: As long as I
0: don't have to make it, it's delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: sounds like a lot oh, of delicious. work. Delicious. All right, I'll have to give that a try too. See, I'm all. Things, I have all there. kinds of like marching orders now. You need to be like Mary.
0: And put a lattice of bacon on top of it, you get your turducken bacon. I, you that's get your bacon.
1: Real. Well, she didn't mention the BLT, which... Not a bad idea.
0: Mary and Dearborn, thanks so much for that suggestion. And that makes me think of one of the reasons that we are here, not only to hear from you about what some of your Thanksgiving traditions are as we continue to try to ramp up ours, figure out our own traditions. We also want to figure out uh, what are some of your Thanksgiving disasters. If you want to lament with us, now is the time to do it. 313-577-1019. You know,
1: speaking of bacon, I do have to mention one thing, a local... um, business marrow which is a restaurant and the butchery they now do their own sausages and bacons they do a beef I had never had beef bacon before Mm -hmm. and I tasted it recently and it was amazing but they're doing such a great job so they have their whole line of sausages and then they have this beef bacon that I have to say because it's really stuck in my mind about how great it was because I tasted it recently but they're doing some wonderful stuff over there so it was good it was good
0: that's making my mouth water right now just a little bit yeah. more and you know one of the things that we also like to think about uh, for you Rob what are some of your what, what do you look forward to the most on the Thanksgiving table when it comes to eating we already know you'll eat anything so yeah that, that's legit but <laughs> what would you like what do you really look forward to there I go towards the desserts.
2: Mm. I just tend to do that. So really? I, I mean, yeah, I can, do- you know, I'll, I'll go through the through, through the meal. The meal is fine, great. I love turkey. I, I mean, I do. But that's what fine. What about all the but, sides? I, I, I was, huh?
1: What about all the sides? Yeah, the
2: sides. Sides are sides are okay. Your sides are okay. Yeah, it's some mashed potatoes. That's fine. I'm good. Stuffing. I love stuffing. Pretty much rice stuffing. And then the bread stuffing. I like. I, I like all of it. It's fine. But it's really, I, I kind of wait on the desserts, the pies. Definitely wait on the pie. So
1: which pumpkin, pecan, which ones? Uh,
2: I was a late comer to pumpkin. Pumpkin is okay. Um, a, a, a pecan pie for me is just,
1: That's the thing? Yeah.
2: There isn't really a bad one. It's hard to do a bad pecan pie. So
1: that's your favorite yeah, dessert? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. It's pecan pie. Yep. If people out there want to send pecan pies, I'd be happy to uh, sample them.
1: To Rob or okay. those little tarts. Those They're going to show up like tarts. on Saturday. They're going to be all stacked up at the front door with your name on them. It's
0: a good question. How long does what a sister... pecan pie keep outside or are we just going to have someone monitoring the door to make sure that your pecan pies make it in? Yeah. Listen, I you know, pecan pies last a long time. You can kind of keep a pecan pie
2: around <laughs> sound, for a long time. It
1: sounds like a man who is tested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it? More March 1st? Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: March 1st not, not a problem. Oh man, always great to be with uh Rob Iron Stomach Reinhardt here in studio, (laughs) as well as Andalisi, hosts of Essential Music that you can hear every weekend. We know the parade's coming up tomorrow, and people are really looking forward to that. You got the turkey trot. You got the option of getting involved with the parade. Lions actually looking like they're going to be good. This is the first year. They've been 8-2 since back in the 19, I believe it was the 50s. It's been decades. It's been like a a half a a century. Since they've been this good at this late into the season. So we've got a lot of cool things happening here. When we return on Detroit today, though, one of the things I mentioned though, we have Ann Delisi here with her expertise in terms of cooking. She's already told you about dry brining versus wet brining. We're gonna get her number one secret, too. What she thinks you should be doing for your Thanksgiving when we return on Detroit today. It's Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. Nick Austin in for Stephen Henderson's second annual... Thanksgiving extravaganza. I'll think of, I'll workshop new names for the third annual, I promise you guys. But to help us celebrate, joined by Andalisi, host of Andalisi's Essential Music, airing every Saturday and Sunday at 11, as well as the Essential Cooking Podcast. Got Rob Reinhardt in studio as well, host of Essential Music. You can hear that Saturdays at 2. Also, Acoustic Cafe and Culture Shift on Wednesdays here. Letting you guys know, we're all happy here. The Lions, they're on their best, uh, best streak eight and two now first time since 1962 they've gone this far uh to give you that specific date uh it was when they got their start back in 1934 as you mentioned and in terms of the thanksgiving day tradition detroit spartans they were the spartans once Hmm. how about that they were portsmouth spartans become the detroit lions like all kinds of history there that's that's really interesting but another thing that's interesting as i mentioned i alluded to a little bit and your thanksgiving uh turkey you're planning to do it a little bit differently this year
1: I'm going to spatchcock the turkey. <gasps> it's such a strange word. But it can cut down on the cooking time tremendously because mm-hmm. you basically take out the backbone, you smash it down, and it kind of flatten the whole thing out, and then it'll all cook more evenly. Because, you know, the challenge is not drying out the breast yeah. and getting the dark meat to, you know, to cook. and It kind of evens everything out, so I'm going to give it a go. And I'm cooking two turkeys this
3: year.
0: Uh, Well, I guess you could fit more in the oven that way if you spatchcock it, because says you you said, it flattens it out.
1: It's just a better way to cook, so I'll have to report back next year as to how this goes. I want
0: to hear this, because I think of like a Charlie Brown Christmas. I think of all the movies I've seen. I mean, the iconic image is that bird on the table, but you start taking cheers to it, cutting it, flattening it out. It doesn't quite look the same. I don't care. (laughs) You know what? I I
1: want first of all I like to try things and I try them on people I love in big situations like this. And then um it's all about how it's going to taste. Mm. I know you eat with your eyes first and this is still going to look really great. It just won't look iconic like all the images that we've known for a long time. I have a little piece of trivia. I love it. It was a it was a Thanksgiving mix-up that invented the TV Frozen dinner, the TV dinner. So I've read this in a bunch of places. In 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of turkey, Thanksgiving turkeys. So they had 260 tons of turkeys, like an over-order. Can you imagine? No. So a salesman, his name was Jerry Thomas, he took inspiration from airplane food and the way it was served, and came up with the idea of filling 5,000 aluminum trays with turkey along with cornbread stuffing, gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes to complete this whole thing. And it was a 98-cent meal back then, and that's how they dealt with 260 tons of turkeys was create the TV dinner.
0: I need to pull up the inflation calculator. I want to know what 98 cents is now.
1: It said within a single year, over 10 million were sold. Talk about job security. That Jerry Thomas, like secured his job forever with a brilliant idea like that i I mean you would have to
0: i mean you you realize you're gonna get fired you got to figure out something to do with (laughs) 260 yeah i mean wow well necessity is the mother of invention i guess i know but
1: that's pretty interesting so that goes back to 1953
0: well i love that i also have some trivia for you though
1: okay
3: Bring it
0: on, Nick Austin. I'm, I'm with it. And, Delisi, we like to consider you the Butterball hotline of what we have here when folks are <laughs> Well, we are calling in trouble in. now.
2: I don't know. <laughs> the Butterball hotline. <laughs>
0: it's named after the butter, the Butterball yeah. turkey talk line mm-hmm. that was made by Butterball, where they have what they refer to as home economists who will help you out with your cooking needs. They get a flood of calls these days. i bet they do. But what is the first year that the Butterball hotline made its debut, Ann?
1: I'm going to get 1974.
0: I love this guess. Rob, what do you think? Uh, 1961. And you are closer. It was 1981 at that time. Six home economists began working the phones, answering about 11,000 questions on that day. However, it has exploded (laughs) since that time Got a whole team out there now that they they listen in. And what are the questions they answer? The number one question that people ask is, if same day thawing, basically. It's like, how are Mm -hmm. they going to get a bird thawed if they didn't take it out the night before? Are they able Mm -hmm. to do it and what's the best way of doing it? That's the number one question.
1: And what do they say?
0: They say that you can do it, but you have to put it in water Mm -hmm. and you change the water out, cold water bath every 10 minutes. mm -hmm. And uh Basic. What's the? It's I don't the ratio, but yeah. But you yeah. can get it done. You can get it done. Huh? I want to hear about people who didn't get it done.
2: I want to hear. I want to hear. Nobody people. wants to own it. I want to hear people who had a disaster. Yeah, I, well, I want to hear about those disasters. the time. And they don't have to be just food disasters. They could be. Oh, oh, they could be oh so big. I mean, really, this is sort of like a time involve, fraught with disaster.
1: Usually involves a fire. <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> that's a food disaster. You're, that's well, what yeah, you're it's like about?
1: people that deep fry the turkeys. It's got to be one of the number one food disasters is people don't know what they're doing when they're deep frying a turkey outside.
0: When I was reading about Thanksgiving disasters, and by the way, get in the queue, 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. To share with Rob, he can commiserate with you, Mm. your Thanksgiving disaster. Mm. One of the best ones I saw was when the assignment of mashing the potatoes was given out to someone's mother-in-law. The person who assigned this task out left, but heard a, and all of a sudden, and the power went out. So, they had to turn the power back on. When they came back up, they saw the mother in law holding a hand mixer and potato all over the walls. Took them about an hour to clean it up. <laughs> they had far less mashed potatoes than they expected to have when they it's went very to the sad table. Day. It's a tough day. It's that a happens. tough day. I do appreciate the attempt at ingenuity. We also have a recommendation or a story, I guess, from Dave on Twitter, who says the first time we hosted Thanksgiving at our apartment, we didn't know to unthaw the turkey days in advance. Tried using a lined plastic tub filled with water, gave up and went to Kroger at 7 a.m. on Thanksgiving, forgot to remove the neck from the front cavity, turned out okay, but stressful oh yeah
1: it's a little stressful when you think you have more time than you do to make oh dinner my gosh. i'm sure that people have thought the turkey was done eh, it's still frozen in there
0: the need for a meat thermometer but you know now they have Critical. thermometers that you can actually monitor on your phone right it's a mm-hmm. smart thermometer and it can hold up to the heat i have one I love it as well because then you always know it'll give you this little ding. It'll give you the ding when it hits the temperature it wants, and then it still follows through to the cook-through temperature. It's beautiful.
1: Well, wait a second. So the thermometer stays in the. That's right. And then and then you have the app on your phone, so it just sits in the oven with the.
0: That's right.
2: It's called a meter. And you know somebody out there is putting their phone. Got it. Somebody is putting their phone in the in the turkey. (laughs) Well, and, you, and they're waiting. Oh, but oh, that's not good.
1: I just think it's pretty cool. <laughs> you you have to absolutely. There's all, of, there's all kinds of responses to that, but yes, go you, ahead. You
0: got to absolutely though make sure that your thermometer can stay in the oven. Not that's, all that's are rated for that. I also have a thermometer that sticks on the oven. It has the little wire, and so you don't put that. I've tried that physical. before. You don't trust it.
1: No, no, I don't.
0: Well, the w- my favorite. The way I get around all of this is I'm, I sous vide everything now. I'd sous vide a turkey if someone trusts me to cook well, it. Well, I and think you, you need
1: to explain
0: yep. yeah. what that is. Sous vide is the process of cooking an item immersed in water with an immersion cooker. What you do is you sur- you season up your bird or your meat or whatever you'd like. You put it in a plastic bag, suck all the air out of it for best uh, results so that the water can hit it on all sides though it's protected by that plastic lining submerge it in water and then you put the immersion cook uh, cooker in there and what it does is it keeps the water circulating but gets it up to temperature so it'll heat it at 60 degrees celsius if i want for what i use for chicken breast all the time tastes great tastes moist mm-hmm. and because it locks in all of that uh, moisture
1: so what else have you cooked? So you do chicken breasts. Have you done like a steak?
0: I Oh, you, they're great for steaks. You sous vide the steak and then you sear it off mm-hmm, on either side at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've sous vide. I sous vide everything. Chicken breast. I've sous vide salmon. Unnecessary. You can just put that in the uh, oven. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've tried that. I've done it with shrimp. I've done it with everything. I did it for barbecue going over the summer, the 4th of July. That turned out well. I tried to take some ribs that were way too tough. I thought maybe if I sous vide them for a long time, it'll make them kind of tender. That actually worked out pretty well.
1: So, it did? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Maybe you should start your own little show there, Nick Austin. The
0: sous vide show? I think we got three episodes in the can that we, <laughs> before we would just yeah, sounds like cycle it. back <laughs> over the same things. Sounds like uh, fowl and
2: then uh, meat and then chicken yeah. or rather uh, salmon. And I haven't vegetables. tried sous
0: sous videing dessert, though. I don't think it would go so well. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to try I'm gonna that. I'm going to save that you, you all kinds it. of time you here. Do <laughs> don't do that.
0: More questions that I have for you both. We'll do it this way. What? What is an adult male turkey called? What's the name of an adult male turkey? Jim. That Kind of <laughs> close. <laughs> it's one of them. What ah. is it? You can call it a tom. There we go. I knew I'd get it. <laughs> or you can call it a gobbler. Okay. You can call a female turkey a hen. You know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we don't call it like a jerry, right? Couldn't you have like tom turkey and then oh, like jerry a jerry turkey? turkey. And, jerry and I think turkey. that would link up pretty nice.
1: For the female turkey, yeah. call her jerry. I'd yeah. do that. You could. Or Rebecca or something. I mean, well, we could Just call kidding. it Anne, couldn't we? We could call we could.
2: all kinds of things at this point time. We could. All kinds time. of
0: things. <laughs> but the point is, whatever you do... You've got the names now. And you can tease somebody with that. You can question them during your Thanksgiving extravaganza. In fact, we want to hear what you have planned for Thanksgiving and the way that you do that by getting involved with the conversation. Calling us 313-577-1019. Again, it's 313-577-1019. And we can work you into the conversation that way. Go ahead, Ann.
1: I was just going to say that um, I I keep thinking about the sides. Yeah, We have to talk about that. People have to weigh in about what their favorite sides are. Like, this is the time when sweet potatoes really get, you know, center stage, if you will. And I find that people either love them or don't like them. It's like it's kind of a divisive dish. I mean, I think they're pretty great if they're done right. Well. Pretty amazing.
0: So you love them, but would you rank them number one on your list of sides?
1: No. Mm
0: -mm. Well, there you go. Do you put marshmallows on top? No. All right.
1: Pecans. Wow.
0: Oh,
2: those are good, Brown sugar.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: I have a little topping. It's pretty great. Okay, all right. Oh, yes.
2: Do you do your stuffing in the bird or outside the bird? Outside. All right.
1: Because that just, first of all, you get another thing. If you stuff the bird, which growing up, that's how it was always done. But in order to get that cooked completely, that internal temperature, you risk drying out your bird. Right. And then it takes way longer to cook it. And I'm even taking all that out and spatchcocking, so now it's even less.
0: Well, you don't have the option to stuff the bird anymore now that you've decided to go the spatchcock route, which I applaud.
1: Unless, Mm -hmm. like I did see a recipe where you could actually have the stuffing underneath the spatchcock and all the juices would go right into that stuffing and that's you serve that mm-hmm. and i'm not going to do that either
0: well speaking of spices we have someone right now who's got some recommendations for us it's our friend bernadette and old redford bernadette go ahead you're on detroit today
3: hey happy
4: thanksgiving Happy thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Year, thank you and ann told me in response to my question is how do i not make turkey jerky and that was <laughs> to brine the turkey, but I didn't want to add so much salt. I have the perfect solution. I went to my local oriental market and found something called selected five spices marinade. So I take my semi-frozen turkey, cut slabs off the breast that I call filets, put it in this 15, this marinade 15 minutes, slam those slices on the grill, and we
0: got some goodies. <laughs> you know, and this is why it was great having you on. We're already, the first annual mm-hmm. resulted in the touching of the brine, which Bernadette did to make sure she didn't dry out her turkey breast. And now look at this solution. You know what I'm saying? We're stacking up on our days. This is why we got to do this it annually. It. I love it.
1: That's a great idea. Bernadette. Thanks, Bernadette. Ha- thank
0: you for calling, and happy Thanksgiving. I know someone's going to learn from that one. That's great. As we move now mm-hmm. to another recipe, we've got David in Woodhaven. David, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
4: Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing well. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Happy happy early Thanksgiving to y'all, too. Yeah. Um, so my family, uh, what we'll do for Thanksgiving, my mom's side is uh, Mexican, And my dad's side will join us a lot of times for Thanksgiving. So our sides are a little different sometimes. We'll get typical um, Hispanic and Polish sides together. So uh, just imagine your turkey with a tamale or a tostada or some kielbasa or pierogi. And then you also got to try the pierogi with some hot sauce on it, too. So something very little different.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of different. I love the idea of pierogi for Thanksgiving dinner. I love that idea.
0: Pierogi with hot sauce. Mm. I kind of now am thinking of all the options we might have to have mixed Mexican and Polish dish. I mean, you're diving in there a little bit with the hot sauce on the pierogi. But could we could we blend these flavors? Is there a way to what you got?
1: Well, if you have pierogies that are stuffed with potatoes, then you're you're good to go. But any like anything, you could stuff them with sweet potatoes Mm. and be perfect as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Oh, Yes. Progies and Thanksgiving dinner are a match made in heaven. Probably a better match than what Italians do and make some sort of pasta or stuffed shells or something, which I tend to do some from time to time. Have an Italian flair to Thanksgiving.
0: What's this year's flair?
1: It might be stuffed shells if I have time. Okay, that's what I might do.
0: And she say she looks at the clock. She's looking at me. She's like, if Nick would let <laughs> me out of this studio, I got you are-
1: shopping to do, Mister. Well. <laughs> Another thing so James Rigato, yeah. did uh, I think he did I think it was a class for Thanksgiving and he um, shared a recipe for a cornbread chorizo stuff dressing mm-hmm. that is delicious that I do make now.
0: Chorizo is something that I've been trying to add to a lot of my food lately. It's something like I like to make tacos at home, you know, throw some chorizo in there to try to mix up the meat a little bit or add it to a topping on homemade pizzas that I like to bake. Put it in your bake. eggs. Put it in the eggs? hmm This yeah. is something I
1: have not, not tried. not kidding. It Put the chorizo in your scrambled eggs. You'll thank me later. You'll love it. I'm for it. I would it. put some onions in there, too. And maybe some salsa. On so
2: top. we have three music hosts who are sitting <laughs> around this table. I'm just kind of st- curious. I, I, I am curious. <clears throat> uh, what about music for the, uh, for the big day? Mm.
1: You know what? I sometimes will turn it over to whoever else really wants to do it. I pick enough music, and I'll be like, somebody else can <laughs> have at it, you know?
3: Okay. Uh,
5: yeah.
1: But I do think it's important. To have music going. Yeah. Definitely when the cooking is happening, for sure. But uh, yeah, during dinner, I love to have music on. On Soul Saturday. Yeah, do you
0: pick music? Go ahead, Rob. Well,
2: so uh, for people who have been listening to uh, my show on Saturdays, I talk about this this new tradition that we started, which is every night at dinner, we play an album. Uh, We just pick one, one album, and play it. Like, I, I realize how little I listen to a full album anymore right Mm -hmm. so we do this and then if we have somebody over for dinner they get to pick Mm. yeah pick whatever so if the kids Mm -hmm. come home they pick so yeah this year uh i am having uh my eldest design a playlist nice uh i hope (laughs) we'll see (laughs) so uh hopefully that'll be uh you know three hours of music just
0: that doesn't have to be changed and that'll be nice But we'll see. <laughs> we'll, so we'll see. great. Yeah. We'll no. many picks? This sounds this sounds very NPR, and I love it. But uh, there's no music <laughs> that I'm listening to because I've got back to back to back football. Are you kidding me? Oh, Lions yeah. start off sure. the day. Dallas Cowboys in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. then the evening game. The NFL has taken over my life. I think they do have music in some kind of side room somewhere. You know, if you want to go in there and like hang out, kind of like the kitty table at Christmas. But uh,
1: did, did you play football?
0: I did. And it was a it was a glorious time. I was a wide receiver. I was a very, very garbage quarterback uh, at times, but mostly wide receiver. That's what I was known for.
1: How long did you play?
0: Uh, uh, I briefly walked on to my college football team. It was Division three. Them Mm -hmm. boys are big. I was the third lightest guy on the team. The two (laughs) other guys were kickers. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, I may not be long for this world. That's when I ended up with my uh, music scholarship. Just went off to just, just play music, you know. He's like, Yeah, you can't play music and football at the same time. They practice at the same time. I'm like, Thank you. Yes, beautiful, great excuse. I'm doing that.
1: Just curious. Yeah, there no, miss those days. You're but you're a big uh, football fan, I clearly. Well
0: you don't have to play it to love it.
1: No, but I just wondered if you had played. Oh. I knew you were an athlete. You played basketball as well.
0: I do like the past tense there, because that is accurate. Were, was, once upon a time. (laughs) Now we sit here, we eat Thanksgiving, and play music, and I'm good with that. (laughs) Low impact. No more softball for me. We're done. All right. We want to learn from you what some of your Thanksgiving traditions are, what you're looking forward to doing tomorrow, as well as Thanksgiving div- disasters. You can limit with us. And when we return on Detroit Today, we will start working into some more of your calls. We're also going to find out what our lovely music hosts, what they're going to be doing this weekend for you as well. That conti- That happens next when we continue on Detroit Today. It's Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin in for Stephen Henderson sharing our second annual Thanksgiving extravaganza with you, having fun getting you prepared For your Thanksgiving holiday Thursday, perhaps you're one of those out there trying to travel right now. Good luck, because based on what I'm seeing in the news right there, they're expecting a lot of travel out there. So hopefully you've gotten an opportunity to kind of get your plans out there and get out moving. Because AAA estimates more than 1.7 million state residents are expected to travel 50 miles or more during this holiday weekend. You're going to need some tunes for that. That's a perfect time to put on the album there, Rob, and make sure that uh, we have that music going. Mm-hmm. So we've got that, but we've got your calls as well. And I want to move to one of those right now with Pat in Birmingham. Pat, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
5: Uh, yeah, good morning. Uh, just wanted to uh, call your, 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 attend- readers, or your listeners' attention. There was actually a year where they threatened to move Thanksgiving Day. Uh, this was during the Great Depression and business was bad, and Thanksgiving was supposed to be really late that year, the 27th, 26th, something like that. So a group of businessmen went to President Roosevelt and asked if he would move Thanksgiving up a week. Now, the reason they wanted to do this is because back then, you never started your Christmas sales until after Thanksgiving. So The only way you make more money is if you have an early Thanksgiving. And so they went to FDR and said, you got to move Thanksgiving up a week, and he actually really thought about it pretty seriously, but finally ended up saying no. So this was really I'm just to,
2: this was just to increase holiday shopping by a week,
5: right? Exactly. Yeah. That was and and you know I, every nowadays everybody's like, "What are you kidding?" I mean, we start Christmas sales in October. Who cares? <laughs> Fourth but, of
2: but, July but, and Christmas.
5: But, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like get your firecrackers, get your candy canes. <laughs> but you know, but now it's like. But but back then it was like, you know, no, we, we do our holidays one at a time and so they actually went to the President of the United States and asked him to move a holiday so they could make more money. So um That seems
0: like the appropriate place to go for
5: that. (laughs) I mean,
0: so first of all, Pat, thank you so much for that trivia. You know, one of the things that I had read in in getting ready for the show today was that Thanksgiving, you know, started out George Washington had a Thanksgiving. But each president would name a Thanksgiving. It didn't become an official national holiday until Abraham Lincoln made it one. Uh, So before that, if you were going to have a Thanksgiving, and most did it, they would say, I declare the Thanksgiving. ha. And then mm-hmm. we have it there. So I guess you would have to go to the top at that point in time, huh, Ann?
1: To make it a national holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind and of It took a, a long deal. time yeah. for that to happen. He was lobbied for a long time to make it official.
0: Yeah, yeah, lobbying yeah. will work. Uh, Pat in Birmingham, again, thanks so much for joining Thank us you, on Pat. the show. And that means that we've got open lines for you right now. 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. Another tradition out there, guys, is the pardoning of the turkey the official pardon of the turkey where you send a turkey to the president's Oval office he says you know what i grant the clemency we're not going to use you for for a meal you're pardoned now people did it informally but do you guys have any idea who's the first president that at least the white house recognizes as officially pardoning a turkey kennedy that's correct It was John F. Kennedy, who was the first president the White House recognizes as officially pardoning a turkey. Uh, Probably one of the – you see, he was a superstar. He knew what the people wanted, and they didn't want you going against those turkeys. So that was a smart (laughs) political move for him back when it was easier to make those kind of shrewd political decisions. But which president was the one who made turkey pardoning an annual event, Rob?
2: Uh, well, let's see. If the first was uh, Kennedy to do it. I Definitely not before him. It was not before him. So I would say in the annual event started with... Um, uh, Nixon, who was looking for uh, to set a precedent for yeah. pardoning,
0: I don't know. Maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he thought. Maybe boy, he was even if you're wrong, that answer's great. <laughs> it is a great. Uh, if you're going to go down, wrong.
0: go down uh, <laughs> uh, funny like that because uh, I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, you know, maybe that would have uh, saved him some political trouble. But no, it was George H. W. Bush who's oh, recognized wow, as the first really? one. Right? It took oh. that long before it became an official. We're bringing in the turkey. We're gonna have the official pardon. You're going to make it that way. So it is pretty cool. It's really interesting, though, when you think about that. I want to get back to sides, though, for a moment because you know, and you told us that sweet potato is not or pudding is not your favorite side, although you do like being able mm-hmm. to do a lot with sides. Did, I don't know if we ever officially heard what your favorite side was, though.
1: I think it might be the green bean casserole. I think
0: mm-hmm. that's very Michigan. That's a very Michigan answer there.
1: Is it? I well, think so. but I don't but I make it like from scratch though. Yeah. That's good. I don't nothing comes out of the can. So, cranberry sauce.
2: Well, now we have to open up the that... whole can of cranberry worms oh. here. All right, so cranberry sauce. So people are <laughs> vehement about one way or the other. But some people just absolutely love the thing, you know, out of the can. Yeah. And you're <laughs> And it comes out of the can. It's <laughs> a
1: great that audio. is
2: yeah, Perfect go. for that. You, well, I, I brought that audio with me, special. <laughs> I like it. And then you slice it, and then, and people love that. Uh huh. Um, and then some absolutely will not have it. Are you kidding? I'm gonna do my own cranberry sauce.
1: I do my own cranberry sauce. Very really good. I do. Is it sounds a chutney, really difficult, or is it? It's it's chunky. Yeah. Um, but it's got you know orange juice and ginger and cinnamon and all kinds of good things in there. Um, I just like how it tastes. And Sounds I like, like cranberries.
0: You're, you're asking for a stain that you won't be able to get out of your clothes. That's all I always. see with that. Yeah, Ooh. always.
1: Oh, please. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. I'm concerned. I got to look
0: good while I'm eating on Thanksgiving. Too many like eyeballs.
1: It's like you're going to be sitting in front of the TV anyway. Yeah, why do you think everybody's
0: going to be looking at you, Nick?
2: There's going to be a group of
0: people all around the table. Why do you think everybody's going to be looking at you? I plan on wearing that shirt and pants combination out to other places. As you can see, I'm adorned in my Honolulu blue sweater right right, now in celebration of the Lions. Go ahead.
1: So do you like... You like the cranberry sauce out of the can, or do you not like I'm it not at all? I'm a big
0: fan of cranberry sauce, though I will say, as I've gotten older, I do enjoy cranberry sauce more. Part of the reason I may not have liked cranberry sauce before, frankly, is because I was eating it from the can. <laughs> or, same thing happened with mac and cheese. You get the box mac and cheese, yeah. and for the longest part of my life, I thought I hated mac and cheese. In fact, I would see it and not eat it. Right. And then one day, I accidentally thought my mom's mac and cheese was something else. And so I ate it and it was great. I was like, what is this? She said, it's mac and cheese. And I was like, why haven't you served this to me before? She said, I've been trying to. <laughs> so there is a chance. You act between... like she's been
1: withholding. I felt like <laughs> it. So I thought long. she
0: was trying to keep me down. Oh, she's not giving gosh. me this great food and information. She's like, oh, it's been here every year, boy. That is like, funny. <laughs> it's so funny. that is very good here as 313 577 1019. Let us know what you're doing for Thanksgiving or what your favorite site is as well. You can get into the debate that way i do know that uh for me i love dressing that's the thing that comes up all the Mm -hmm. time stuffing dressing gives me the excuse to make it finally Mm -hmm. you know and and eat a lot of it so i always appreciate uh, that ability i appreciate the ability to go to the phones though as well and so we're going to do that again (laughs) right now with deborah in detroit deborah go ahead you're on detroit today
4: Hi there. Uh, I am giving some free tips. I am a person opening a cookware store in Eastern Market. Some people may have heard the brand, Cook Like a Boss Detroit. Spice blends that reflect our culinary history all the way from the first to the last. And a short demonstration drop-in tourist-type cooking lesson. However, I'm giving some free tips on a couple of things. Mm -hmm. First, for the first-time turkey people... If there is any way for you to separate the breast from the rest of it, do it. The breast cooks in less time. And invariably, if you work to get the legs and thighs done, the breast is going to overcook. That's why some people hint it with foil. Brining, simple, equal parts sugar, salt, and whatever you want it to taste like. You do this, they say, I, you've got boiling, no, very hot water. All you're trying to do is dissolve the salt and sugar. I start for like a tur- regular-sized family turkey, maybe half cup salt and sugar. Why is that? They're both preservatives, And that's kind of the thing, plus the salt. There's a whole scientific thing we don't want to go into about what the salt does, draws the blood out of the bones, blah, 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 but also tenderizes. Just dissolve the salt and sugar in warm water, then whatever seasoning you want. Mm. You can dump a can of McCormick's, uh, I don't know, uh, I sell Mexican town, Greek town, all of that, whatever you want. Uh, But mix it up, uh, warm water first, then cold, then put the turkey in, whatever that is. I use a stock pot, whatever. Yeah. if you can spatchcock the turkey holy crap what is
0: that that's what we've been talking about deborah you're talking about separating the breast out because they cook at different uh, lengths that's exactly the plan there with spatchcocking hopefully making it even another way of attacking that and i do appreciate you coming in with the, those tips as well cook like a boss detroit you got like boss like she had them laid out she's like i'm just going through tick by tick like by tick boss. like a boss exactly and so deborah appreciate that selling spices over at Eastern market next year. We really do appreciate you coming in with that point. We've got some more calls though. Got to get to the next one. That's Katie in Detroit. Katie, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
3: Hi, um, thanks for having me. Uh, I was curious about Jello salad. Um, I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, my family's from the South, uh, and we always have at least two different types of Jello salad that are like family <laughs> recipes. Um, my boyfriend is from here in Detroit and uh, thinks Jello salad is a bit of an abomination. Uh, and so uh, I am curious about people's thoughts about Jello salad. Um, one of my favorites—we make like a green one. It's called a Watergate salad. Uh, it has like it's like made with the, the pistachio Jello and has like marshmallow in it. So. Dude, curious about people's thoughts on jello salad. Yeah. I found it to be rather divisive. I love mm. that
0: Watergate salad there. Was it spying on its political enemies also? Mm. What was happening with that salad? Rob, you're the dessert fan here. What do you think of uh this? yeah, I I guess I would have to come down uh
2: against. Mm. I mean, just because there are so many other things to eat and why jello? Like why why <laughs> spend time with jello? I mean, seriously, like there's pies, there's pecan pies out there. Why yeah. are you spending time with Jello? Uh, all
0: right. Well, maybe for Thanksgiving. I gotta say, I ate a lot of Jello coming up. I think it's because I don't know if my it was just easy to make or something. You put the fruit in it. It was nice. Is she still on? She is.
2: So, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I'm curious. So, is one of them you can kind of see through it, right? And then the other one is sort of cloudy and murky, right? Yeah.
3: So we make the one uh, more often where it's like with the Jello powder, and you're it really doesn't even look like. Jello necessarily, um, so it's not like it's not the see-through, um, but you're using like the gelatin sort of like set the salad. And actually, it's never a dessert; it's always a side. Oh, oh
2: interesting! Mm. Very sweet side. Yeah, very yeah. sweet, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, things yeah, things yeah. found in the south. Yeah,
0: um. yeah. I, I do appreciate that, Katie. Bringing the south back Thanks, up Katie. here as well, diversifying your food here. And speaking of food, I definitely want to get this call in, Linda in Gross Point. Go ahead, you're on Detroit today.
3: Okay, I need professional advice because I love Thanksgiving dinner. I grew up with turkey and all the fixings. My husband, my sons, my entire family hates turkey. Uh. What do you do when your family hates turkey and you're trying to do a big Thanksgiving dinner? And so they won't eat it.
1: No, they, they won't eat
3: it. They do not like turkey. Love chicken. But they eat chicken. Um, you they might. do. But then, but chicken is mom. You make you make chicken for Sunday dinner. That's no big deal.
0: That's fair. Mm. Got to go to the ham.
3: Ham is
1: an option. Far from a turkey, though, maybe <laughs> that's what you're going for. Far from a turkey.
2: Jeez, well, why don't you give them each ten bucks and send them have off to the Panera Bread? Linda, just, have, have, you have you tried you the
0: turducken? Because then, if it's, it's only a like everything. a third of the whole piece, maybe they'll you, you sneak the turkey in on them and they won't even notice. Her well, see, it's a duck stuffed inside of a chicken stuffed inside of a turkey that's given in celebration. Uh, it was invented by, well, it probably wasn't invented by John Madden, but he popularized it, uh. NFL commentator. <laughs> so if it feeds a football team, it could probably feed your family, too.
3: Where does one go to get a turducken?
0: I don't know. I think you got maybe if you one of you play offensive line for the Lions and you end up winning that <laughs> no, year. No, 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 you're, no, you're, no oh, you go have ahead. to buy no, all
3: ahead. the you
2: things. Go into a, go into a, a, a you know, a meat purveyor uh then you ask you say i need everything i need for a turducken i'm sure that they would be able to fix you up right Yeah, probably they
0: probably have instructions the whole bit it says it all on the tin right you get the duck the duck is smaller than the than the uh, chicken is smaller than the turkey so at that point it's just about you know how much you bench you know you've been working out a little bit you'll be able to get it done
1: (laughs) are we helping you at all probably not
3: You know, if nothing else, I just love all of you guys. I listen to you guys all weekend long. And I honestly never thought this call would make it online. So for all of those of us out there who can't stand turkey or have to cook for people who can't stand turkey, thank you for taking my call. Sure.
1: Make them pasta and call it good. There you yeah, go.
0: there it is. Boom. How about that? They're gonna say, Ma, you make that on every you make that every Thursday. I understand. It's a tough situation. Linda, we're gonna do a third annual. I'm gonna have this in memory. We're gonna have you hooked up next time uh for Detroit today. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. And guys, I guess we're gonna have to start wrapping it up. But before oh. I let you out of here, uh Rob Reinhardt, what you got planned this weekend for the show? Songs of thanks and gratitude.
2: Well, I'm and many, and them. many of them have the actual word thanks or gratitude in it <laughs>
0: it does so, help it does help
2: yep. how
1: about you Anne? uh dan austin and i Great are name. going to do a stream of consciousness show that will last uh all saturday and all all sunday so five hours
0: Five hours of stream of consciousness it's a, it's music. It's a battle
1: of the brains with music, for I sure. I love that. I love it. Yeah, it's never it's a fun. battle
0: having either of you in. <laughs> I certainly know one of the things I'm going to be giving thanks for tomorrow. Rob Reinhart, host of Essential Music, and Alisi, host of Essential Music. You can find out all of their stuff, again, online at WDET.org. Both of you, thanks so much for joining thanks, us Nick. on Detroit yes. Today. Thanksgiving. That's going to do it for this edition of Detroit Today. we got special programming for you tomorrow, Friday. We're going to have one of our favorite conversations as well. Monday, we are looking to bring you the voice of Dan Kildee, outgoing congressman. He's going to reflect on his career. That's all happening when we come back on Detroit Today as you're listening to 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. Detroit Today is produced by Sam Corey and me, Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Our assistant producer is Maddie Boyer. Our music is by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. Podcast editing by David Lyons. And our program director is Adam Fox. Detroit Today is a production of WDET in Detroit. You can support the show by leaving a rating or a comment. Thanks for listening.